The subject of the next Mishnayis is the writing of the get. What can be used to write it? Who can write it? And the Mishnah begins by discussing the inks which can be used for the writing of the get. With any of the following types of ink, can the get be written? That refers to regular black ink. Basam. This is a particular type of yellow ink. Basikra. That's a particular type of red ink. Bakaimais. This is the gum from a tree, which can also be processed into dye. Or we can cantoim. This is a substance known as vitriol. And now the Mishnah says the rule, Any ink which is permanent and will last there can be used as the ink for the get. However, on the other hand, in Kaysen one cannot write the get using liquids, or from fruit juices. Even if you manage to turn this into an ink somehow, it's not going to last there permanently, and one cannot use any ink which is not going to last there permanently for the writing of the get. Alright, now the mission goes on to what the get is written on. On any of the following things, the get can be written on. On a leaf of an olive tree. The mission gives this example because we're going to see that there's going to be a difference of opinion regarding these examples. You can write it on the horn of a cow. As long as you give her the entire cow. Or you can write it on the hand of a slave. But then you would have to give her the entire slave himself. It's learned from Psukim that one cannot write the get on something which still requires another thing to be done before you're able to give it to the woman. So for example, if you wanted to give her just the hand or just the horn, so it would require you to take the horn off the animal and then give it to her. But it's learned from Psukim that as soon as the get is written, it has to be ready to be given to her. So you'd have to give her the entire cow and then we look at it as you wrote the get on the cow and the cow is what um, is, is the get which you gave to the woman in order to divorce her. Now Rebiesa Gridi says, the Torah calls the get Sefer Krisus. A scroll of cutting off, severing the connection between them. But the Torah uses the word Sefer. And therefore, one cannot write a get on something which has life, an animal, or on food. The leaves of an olive tree are food for certain animals, like doves. And as we mentioned, this is learnt from the word Sefer. In Kreisvin one cannot write a get on something which is still attached to the ground, for the same reason as we explained in the previous Mishnah, that it will require him to do something else before being able to give it over to his wife. But it has to be that as soon as it's written, it's ready to be given to his wife as a get. Now we've seen already earlier on in the Masechta that there are two main parts of the get. There's the Teufes, which is the general details which are written in every get, they're the same. And then there's the Teuref, which is the more significant part of the get, which has the specific details to this particular divorce. Now, with Eraisa, only the Teuref needs to be written at a time that it's fit to give the get to his wife. Meaning, on a Eraisa level, you would be able to write the Teufes whilst the get is still attached to the ground. As long as the Teuref is written once it has been detached from the ground. And because of that, although Midrabonon, even the Teufes needs to be written once it's detached from the ground. However, if you didn't do that, rather, you wrote the get, and we're talking about the Teufes, you wrote the Teufes, which is the less significant part of the get, whilst it was still attached to the ground. And then, Teloshoi, you detached that item from the ground, the Chasomoi. And witnesses signed on it, and we have to add, you, you wrote the Teuref. 
or the son-in-law, and then you gave her the get, kosher, it is valid, since it's only with Jabonon that even the toifes needs to be written after it's detached from the ground. Rabbi Huda Paisel, Rabbi Huda invalidates this, unless the entire writing and signing of the get is done once it's detached from the ground. According to Rabbi Huda, the Rabbonon were even more strict, and they said that just like if the toif is not written, after it's been detached from the ground, the get is invalid. The same applies to the toifes. Now the Mishnah goes back to discussing what the get can be written on. Continues that discussion. One cannot write a get on parchment or paper which has been erased. Because once it's been erased once, so there's a possibility that somebody will erase it again and write something over it. And they'll forge and adapt the get change some of the details, and we won't be able to tell because it was already erased. So if the parchment has never been erased, then it's very easy to tell that it's been erased, so you can see that it's forged. But if it's already been erased and somebody erases it a second time, it's not so recognizable that it has been erased and forged. And therefore, every get has to be not erased, it has to be on clean parchment at the beginning, so that we know that if we see something erased there, then we would suspect uh, forgery. Nor can one write the get on unprocessed or half-processed parchment. Because again, if somebody erases on there, it's not so recognizable. Because anyway, it's not so clean. Because it is possible to forge the get and to adapt it. However, the Chachomim validate this get. Because the Chachom are of the opinion that the main witnesses who are required for the get are not the ones who sign on the get. Rather, Eden Masira Karti. The main witnesses who allow the divorce to take place are those who witness the giving over of the get from the man to the woman. And therefore we're less concerned and particular about the witnesses who actually sign on the get. And if there's any suspicion of forgery in the future, so we can always turn to the witnesses who saw the get being given. Mishnah Hey, now Mishnah moves on to who exactly can write the get. Anybody is valid to write the get. Even a deaf and dumb person, a total fool who is exempt from mitzvahs, hasn't got sufficient understanding at all, the cotton, and a child, they can all write the get. And the Gemara explains this is as long as there is an adult standing right next to them and instructing them to write it with the correct intentions that it's for this particular divorce, to divorce this particular woman. So even these people, if there's somebody right there telling them what the intention they need to have should be, they will have that intention and therefore the get would be valid. Now we learned that when the get is written, it has to be written in a situation in such a way that it can be given to the woman without having to do another thing, such as detaching it from the ground. The next part of the mission is coming to tell us that that only applies if you need to do something to the get itself. But if it's only a transfer of ownership, so you're not actually altering or changing anything of the get itself, you're just changing the ownership of the get, then there's no problem. And because of that, a woman can write her own get, and then she can give it to her husband. It has to be the, belong to the husband when the husband divorces her. And then the husband would give it back to her. Says the Mishnah, a woman can write her own get. A man can write his own receipt. When one divorces his wife, he needs to give her a kasuba, which is a particular amount of money. The kasuba is a document written at the time of marriage, which states that if he will divorce her, or if he will die before she dies, then she'll receive a certain amount of money. So when he divorces her, he would give her that amount of money, and in order that he can prove that he gave her that money, she would write him a receipt 
and give that receipt to him. So the Mishnah says that he can write that receipt. And she says that these two things are allowed, because the establishment and validity of a get only comes through those who sign on it and the witnesses who sign on it. And therefore, the woman herself can write her get, even though she is being divorced herself with that get. Alright, on a similar note, the Mishnah says, Anybody is valid to bring the get, to be a messenger. The husband can appoint them as a messenger to give his wife the get. Chutz, except for Mechel Shetavakotan, a deaf and dumb person, a fool, or a child. Since these people have not got a sufficient level of understanding, so the ability to appoint a messenger, and for that messenger to be considered like the person sending him, that doesn't apply to somebody who has not got sufficient understanding. He's not able to be a shliach. And as well as that, Vesuma, a blind person, since we learned that somebody who brings a get into Eretz Yisrael is required to say that the get was signed and written in front of him. So if he's blind, he's not able to do that, and therefore he would not be able to be the messenger of the get. The Nochri and a non-Jew. Again, the rule that Shluchish Odom Kamaisai, that one is able to send a messenger, and whatever the messenger does, it's as if he did, that only works if the messenger himself could technically have done that same type of action. But, for example, over here, a non-Jew, the whole idea and concept of a get and Jewish marriage is not relevant to a non-Jew. And therefore, if he wouldn't be able to do that even for himself, he's not got the ability to become a messenger on behalf of somebody else. And therefore, Venachri, a non-Jew, can also not be the messenger of the husband to deliver the get to his wife. Nishnevov, what happens if Kibbala Katan, the child, received the get from the husband, the husband appointed him as a messenger, the Higdil, and then he grew up. He became over Bar Mitzvah, Chayresh, a deaf and dumb person who was appointed by the husband to take the get. And later on, when Pakach, he became normal again. Or well, not again, he became normal. He gained the ability to speak and hear. Suma, a blind person, when his Patach. His eyes were opened, he was able to see once more, Shaita Venishtapa, or a fool who became normal, Nochrivenis Gayer. A non-Jew who then converted, Puzzle, it's still invalid, because at the time that they were appointed, they weren't appointed, because it was invalid. So they were never appointed by the husband, halachically speaking, and therefore they are invalid to be them, his messenger. However, says the Mishnah, Avol Pikeach, what happens if he was able to speak and hear at the beginning? So the husband appointed him to be a messenger, and that appointment did work. But in the middle, when his chorash, he became deaf and dumb, and then he was once again able to speak and hear. Or piteach, if he was able to see when he was appointed as a messenger, and in the middle, when his he became blind, and then again he was able to see. Shofoy, if he was normal, then he became a fool, and then he went back to being normal. In all of these cases, kosher, he would be a valid messenger because the appointment did work, and the time that he does it, he's fulfilling what he was supposed to do. Zaklo, this is the rule, any case where it's beginning and end, meaning at the time that he was appointed and at the time that he delivered the get, Badas was done with sufficient understanding, and he was a valid messenger at that time, kosher, it would be valid. It should be noted that when it comes to a blind person, if he wasn't blind when he was appointed, and then he became blind, even if he didn't gain his sight again, even then he would be able to deliver the get. Because the entire reason why a blind person can't do it is because he can't claim that it was written and signed in front of him. But in this case, where he wasn't blind at the beginning, so he can claim that. The Mishnah just spoke about a case where he gained his sight back because of the other cases, to fit with the other cases. But really, even if he is still blind, he would be able to deliver the get to the husband's wife.